This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 139, recorded on Sunday, November 14th, 2010. It's on like Donkey Kong. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Get your free 45-day trial right now by going to gotomeeting.com and entering the offer code PODCAST. everybody, welcome to the podcast for geeks and gamers. We are Geek Gamer Weekly. This is episode number 139, and we are happy to have you watch us. If you're watching us live right now, that is awesome. Uh, watching through Justin TV, which is great, at live.geekgamerradio.com. As well, we are uh, having our show on many different for, uh, places, like uh, the, the Roku. We're on the Boxy, and we will soon have a boxy box application that you can use on the pc or on the boxy box itself it's gonna be great joe is working on it um so anyway we have a great show for you but first it's time to introduce uh the cast of players and the the people that are going to be on the show tonight today or whatever day of the week that you're listening to the show we have mr who should i go with first hmm john kessler how about that guy huh you. What? Yeah, you. Me. You. Hey, am I, am I on the air? You are on the air, sir. I, I can hear myself on the radio. And you're a little bright again. Damn yeah, it. well. How did that happen? I'm so smart. I see a lot of glare, too. There we go. Is that better? Yes. I'm bringing it down. Uh, bring oh, it that's, that, is, that is better. There oh. we go. Let's just, 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 just bring it all down on it's the too, <laughs> It's too much glare. <laughs> yes. We need to get some powder for your forehead. <laughs> John, I don't like social media. Kessler. Uh, That's right. Now, yep. I don't understand, John. You don't like social media. Okay. Yes. However, you have a phone that is just ripe to use with social media. The the Evo, which has got a red light coming off the top there. It's, it's charging. Great. Thanks, John. You're welcome. All right. See, uh, but I can, I can do stuff like... Like what? What can you do? Show show read, show, show people, or yeah, are using uh, the uh, the the uh, Amazon Kindle app or no nope, Nook? Why are, why are you using Nook? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Hold because on. we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm really interested to know because you know Amazon they don't care what they sell. <laughs> also on the show the uh, that deep sigh hand palm that you just heard. Coming to you uh, to uh, <laughs> from our, our Oregon bureau, it's Joseph Falby. What's going on, Joe? Uh, not much. Have a good time. I'm I'm expecting one of these days that you're going to change that bottom third to be uh, resident Kiff or something similar. Kiff? Yeah. Props to anybody who got the face the uh, the uh, Futurama joke. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, Kiff is the guy who follows around the uh, commander of the uh, military ship, and anytime the commander says something stupid, he goes. That guy, you know, he <laughs> oh, sighs. Okay, okay, yeah. all right, gotcha. Yeah, how's things going down there today, Joe? Ah, uh, good times. I've been working on that Boxy app, and it would be cool if Boxy wasn't so incredibly picky and annoying. On oh, really? Uh, they're they're giving you uh, some hard hard problems with that. 
Uh, sort of. It's just kind of kind of complicated. So okay. Uh, so you have a you have a refreshed new cho- new toy. Now, last week when we talked, you uh, were in the process of swapping out your other phone, your other Android phone, for a new Android phone that you could use on the three G network. Right. I had a, a Motorola XT seven twenty uh-huh. and now I have a Motorola XT seven or seven oh one. It looks exactly the same. Which looks exactly the same except for the back, which uh which is only it only has a five megapixel camera. Oh no. And uh it's black instead of blue. But that's it. That's the only difference. Um uh, I think that's the only difference. <laughs> yeah, that should be the yeah. only difference. And well, and it works on on AT and T's data network. So uh, I popped my SIM card in there. It came right up on three G. It came right up there, right up on edge. No problems at all. Um, you know, it's been working fine for me. I've been I switched cold turkey to it about midway through last week, and um, just been using it. And uh, it's it's been different from the iPhone. Now let me ask you, Joe. First off, what uh, what kind of memory do you have in this thing? Like uh, how much? Uh, it came with an eight gig uh, micro SD card. Okay, all right. So you've 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 had it now for a few days. A few uh, days. I've had it for for just less than a week. I think I got it last Tuesday. And what is uh, is the jury still out? Do you have a verdict on it yet, or are you going to give it some more time to to mess with it? Uh, oh, I'm going to give it some more time to mess with it for sure. Um, but uh, so far, my thought on it is. There's some features that are really nice, um, like uh, I I like the the widgets you can see on on the screen right now. Um, I don't know if you can see or not. Kinda. There's a yeah. Pandora widget. There's a weather widget, and uh, and then I have a calendar widget that shows my um, my current uh, appointments for work. And and I like that. You know, I I really do like the widgets, the notify thing that you can you know drop down from the top. It's kind of nice, but it makes up for some of its other deficiencies. Uh, I think it takes too long to get to certain areas. Um, it takes it a little bit longer to load up to go to my favorite section of my phone. Um, it takes a little bit long to, to get into some of the email things. I'm not sure I like how the email is organized. For example, there's a separate email and Gmail icon. One is Gmail, which is my personal email, and one right. is email, which is my corporate email. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not sure if I, if I really, you know, want them separated like that. I think I'd rather have one thing that I could go back and forth once I'm in it. Um, it's also a little harder to to browse between uh, folders inside of um, inside of the email clients. You know, I, overall, it's it's got some some pretty big differences. The the biggest thing that I've noticed is. Uh, downloading some of the apps. I haven't paid for any apps yet, but you're th- you're stealing apps, Joe. Joe, that is, that is wrong. I mean, I'm downloading the free apps. Re- oh, 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 free apps. That's right. okay, oh, they got okay. free apps. Oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, there's some free apps. Okay, all right. Um, that's fine. So I've, I've been downloading the free apps, uh, a few of them, and um, it just seems like th- it's not as polished. Uh, it just seems like it's it's. I mean, it's obviously complete OS. It works. It functions. It just seems like it's not, it's not as refined as the iPhone is, uh, as the iOS has been. So, so I mean that's the primary conclusion. It'll do. I think it'll probably do most of what the iPhone will do, but uh, um, you know, but it just doesn't seem as as well thought out beforehand 
You know, it seems like they came up with the idea to do this and then they said, well, let's fix this problem and patch it and fix this and patch it. Right. They didn't really come up with a co- cohesive idea from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think that's and that's but that's really where Apple excels in pretty much all their products is they do a really, really good job of forethought on how they're going to implement oh. features. Uh Oh, hold on. Wait, I got to steer this bus back on course. You're going fanboy route. Uh Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh- <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm just trying this. to compare. I'm just comparing the two as somebody who's who's gone from an iPhone device to an Android device. You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's how I feel the difference is. I think the the I- iOS device is a little bit better. Well, a little bit more well thought out. Um, it's a little bit cleaner, the UI. Um, I think the Android is a fine phone, and I'll keep using this for a while. Um, I'm not sure how long, but uh, I'll keep using it for a while for sure. And, uh, you know, overall, I like I, I do like the phone. Um, if I was switching from my Palm phone, you know, if I, I had an old Palm uh, Trio, if I was going from a Palm phone instead of going through my Android or from my iPhone first and went straight to this... Um, I would be totally happy. I mean, this is huge, leaps and bounds above the uh, the uh, the Palm OS that that I had on yeah. that I had previously. But um, well, you know, I just don't think it's quite up to the same level that the uh, iPhone OS is. Go ahead, John. Uh, I haven't looked myself, but now as far as the OS that uh, the iOS for from Apple, mm-hmm. how, many, how many years has that been out on the market? Uh, iOS. Well, it's at version three. Well, four now, uh-huh. and they released a major update about once once a year or so. Okay. So it's it's been around for three or four years. Um, and how long has the Android one been out? Uh, I don't know how long Android's been in development at at, at uh, Google, but um, it's been around long enough that when the iOS was at version three, it was a really really well polished, really well finished out OS. Okay. And the Android is at three, or it's at uh, it's at two two. It's just about to go to three. Right. And um, you know, it still has some of those those growing pains. All right. All right. So, well, uh, we 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 know uh, uh, shortly we we'll, we will have a story uh, about how a major United States uh, worldwide company is making a, a huge change in the phone arena, and, and we'll talk about that right after this, but. I wanted to remind everybody watching and listening to our show that our show is proudly sponsored by GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting.com. Now, uh, we've, we, we've talked about them uh, on the show, and they are a really great service. Uh, now, the people that bring GoToMeeting are the same people that do GoToMyPC, and they do a lot of other types of uh, remote desktop services. Uh, the people at Citrix, uh, Citrix one of the innovators of remote desktop. Look it up. I'm telling you the truth. And the really neat thing about GoToMeeting is not only how the technology is really, really robust. They use 256-bit encryption. Everyone that is uh, linked in on that, uh, on that conference is secure. Not only that, but they offer uh, free voice over Internet, so you don't have to worry about uh, tying up another phone line as far as you know, business-wise. The software just plainly works, and it's cross-platform. You can use it between Macs and PCs and the Itronic Weezers of the world. Sorry, John. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, they, it, but it just works. Uh, the best part about GoToMeeting is its simplicity, really. Uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about holiday travel and bringing people together. You can share your screen on everyone's screen with GoToMeeting. You can use pointers and point people out. As we mentioned on previous uh, shows, Joe uh, has even you've used the iPad 
version of it, right, Joe? And yeah, it's worked great. Yeah, it worked great. Uh, we were watching a demo on on how to uh, manage uh, uh, some web features and stuff like that on a, on a new app we had at work. Yeah, I, it's really it's solid technology, uh, and uh, you know it's one of those things where you don't realize how great it is until you actually use it, and then you think, "Gosh, now I can sit at home and do this meeting in my underwear." Which is great. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, the people over at Citrix, they have come together with us to give you guys, listeners and viewers of the show, a very unique and special deal. Now, if you go to gotomeeting.com and sign up there for the free trial, there's going to be a spot there for an offer code. The offer code you want to use is podcast. You use that code. I know, it's dirt simple. Podcast. Podcast. Instead of a 30-day trial you get a 45-day trial. So you actually get an extra two weeks to try it out. And uh, be assured that once you try it out and you show your boss, you're going to get that promotion, not guaranteed. But you'll get the pro- get <laughs> promotion, not guaranteed. <laughs> promotion, not guaranteed. Uh, but you will get uh, you'll get praise, really. I, I, it's really good technology. Try it out today. Go to meeting.com, enter the offer code podcast. You'll get 45 days free. No, No strings. If you don't like it, which... I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't like it, you don't have to worry about it. It's just 45 days. Go to meeting.com, offer code podcast, 45 days free from the people at Citrix and go to meeting.com. We thank them for supporting us here at Geek Gamer Weekly. Yes. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much because I've used it and it's good. I like it. It's good. So did you get that promotion? I did. Well, I I actually <laughs> believe it. No, no, it's a, it's a good point. I actually got it, John, before. The oh. forty-five day. I only got thirty days, yeah. uh, and we've used it at work, and it works. I mean, it's really neat stuff. It kind of gets really hectic though, though, when you have like a like a hundred people mm-hmm. <laughs> on it. So, I mean, you you have uh, more advanced controls. You can lock people out from talking, or you know, because you know, hundred people, you don't want to yeah. hear everybody. Uh, like Joe, like that's mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you okay over there? Joe, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, okay. I'm recovering. He just muted from me. Yeah, <laughs> he muted yeah. you. All right. Uh, so, as we were talking about b- before the break, uh, Dell. Oh, I didn't say who it was. Dell is actually going to be replacing twenty-five thousand BlackBerry smartphones, and they're going to put in its own uh, smartphones that they are actually uh, that are running the Windows Phone Seven operating system. And Google's Android Mobile OS. Uh, Dell will later give employees the option of using other smartphone devices, but right now they're they're going to be offering the Venture Pro smartphone, which runs the Windows Seven system. I I, I I like this move because there's a lot of companies out there, and I'm going to show mine up to the camera. And you know, I love my I love my BlackBerry. I, I have a BlackBerry here. It's an 8300. This is my work phone and it's very functional email works perfectly i have no problems but that's basically all i can really do with the phone i mean there's some 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 apps i could do some time management apps but it would really be nice to have a full featured smartphone uh like the android or uh, windows phone 7 or even an iphone i know iphone they're having some problems with trying to get businesses in with the iphone because Joe, as you know, as a system administrator, 
there's some uh, like permissions issues, right? It's like Exchange, and there's some other issues with that, right? Or I mean, well, you- there's a there's a few issues with um, with remote management of the device, uh, securing the data that's on the device, but they're not that big. In fact, um, with our with ours, we're we're actually going to be doing the same thing Dell's doing. We don't have twenty five thousand of them, but uh, we're probably going to be switching away from Blackberries, hopefully. Uh, in the coming months, we're going to switch to both em- mostly employee-provided phones. So, we'll uh, we'll give the employee the option of a of an a- of an Android-based uh, Nextel phone. There's only one on the market, or a, um, a stipend that they'll get on their paycheck to pay for a data plan on their own phone. If that employee already had, you know, or is approved for having a uh, a smartphone device provided by the city. So, uh, but I, I will tell you this: that having linked up. Some Windows or not? I haven't done any win, uh, Windows Phone pl- uh, systems yet, but uh, Blackberries, home Blackberries versus iPhones, it is so much easier to link an a, uh, an iPhone to a uh, an Exchange server. It is than it is to link a BlackBerry unless you have the BlackBerry Enterprise server. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with an iPhone, you get the calendar, you get everything. You don't have to deal with the extra BlackBerry server. That's part of why we're going to be moving away from it, so we can ditch the BlackBerry Enterprise server. Um. But uh, I, I think the I think that this is a great move. Uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be doing the same thing. Uh, we're going to give our employees a little bit more flexibility. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good move on their part, and it makes sense for them because they're the ones making these. You know, like Dell actually produces the Venture Pro. Um, it is their phone, so it makes sense for them to be giving them what's going to be cheap for them to provide their employees rather than having to buy it from a third party. Do you guys think that this whole situation with Dell being a, a big company here trying to push out, because obviously the, the corporate standard in a lot of places is the BlackBerry. I mean, BlackBerry is number one in that regard. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think, like, as businesses become, I guess, more smarter and more engaged in the phone culture, that they are going to let employees basically pick their own phones? Maybe and, and like Joe said, you know, maybe do a stipend type thing and just go from there? Or, I mean... Do you think it's a good idea, John, or do you think as a business owner you should, you know, be strict? BlackBerry email that's it. I I don't know. I I think on Dell's part though, as far as if they're trying to market their product, they in house should be using their product instead of saying, "Well, yeah, hey, everybody use our phone." Well, actually, but well, we use the BlackBerry because, you know, because <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's you know, oh, it's, it's, we've been using that for a while now, so we're not going to switch our system. You know, so yeah, how can you market that, market your you know product to somebody else when you don't even use it yourself? That's true. Um, I, I mean, I can see that part there. It's interesting that they're offering the two different OSs to their employees. Um, you wonder about you know, cross compatibility on stuff is like, what are, okay, what are they doing for email? Well, you know, you, you well, you have a, a set you know, email standard. So obviously yeah, Microsoft Exchange should work just fine on a, a Microsoft operating system, system phone. phone. So uh, I yeah. guess, you know, so what are they using for, I guess the other, I mean, I've got, I'm using the Gmail on mine. I mean, Joe has to use the other email client. So I guess I, I that client has to be compatible with, Whatever. Yeah, and and I have I have corporate email set up on Android will interact with an Exchange server and it'll yeah. do calendars. I it'll do I think it'll do calendars, contacts, and email. 
okay. uh, just like um, just like it does on the iPhone or just like it would on the BlackBerry. Um, I you know I I guess as a test I should probably try to access my my work stuff on mine. Um, you should be able to. I, yeah. I I don't I don't see why that would. Whoops! Forgot to mute my phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't I don't see why it shouldn't shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, it should work. Well, it's you know you you say it should work. It's like one one thing at work we ran into at work running. You know, we're we have hosted Exchange. Um, we're using on our front counters. We're using the uh, Outlook. Ex- we're using um, Office two thousand with Outlook two thousand. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you get the appointment reminders. And, yeah. yeah. Now all all of the uh, workstations for the techs out in the shop. We route. We just said, "Oh, we'll just use their web interface," except for only to find out you cannot use shared calendars with that web interface. Oh, that was kind of like uh, one of those. What? No, you can't use a shared calendar from the web. Well, you can use public folders and public calendars from the web interface, uh, but you have to have an admin who sets it up right. Okay. Well, that uh, would be uh, some <coughs> certain admin that has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with uh, with an Android phone or an iPhone, um, you know, it's the same thing. If you have access to OWA, that's or Outlook Web Access, that is what those phones use to communicate to pull their email, pull the calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, is they go over that. So if your if your business supports that, you should be able to connect to it automatically right mm-hmm. out of the box. Uh, in other news, you're running Outlook 2000. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> no, wait, wait, I said Outlook. <laughs> 2000? You said Outlook 2000 on the front computers. You oh, realize Outlook no. 2000 is 10 years old I'm, now. Eh, I'm sorry. It's actually <laughs> 07. Sorry. Oh, okay. I said 2000. <laughs> I meant 2007. Okay. Is what we're using. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got Because uh, I actually had to go back, and a couple of them, I had to really fight and rip and tear to get 2005 out of there because you can't have any other version when you go to install 2007. And one of them, all of the uninstall files were missing. It was a fight. You guys stop fighting. No, I'm keeping the peace here now. Okay. Now, John, I, I know you just yes. got an Evo. Yes. Okay. But I think you 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 didn't tell us about this phone, and I'm and I'm quite quite disappointed. Now, John, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Do Do you know that I I mean you didn't tell us, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up here. Here here it is. It's it's the the John John's phone. <laughs> it's the world's simplest simplest cell phone. Uh, you, you pop your SIM there in the side. Uh, this is a real. This is man bad website. Oops. I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to find a, a, like a zoomed in picture here. No uh, such thing. Yeah, there is. But yeah, there is. There, there's some great stuff here. So if you go to the top, there's a photo gallery underneath the home button. Oh, there. Oh, okay, let me go. Let me go back home. I think I deleted that. All right, so oh <laughs> man, that's a great link. That's a, the best link in the world. That's like really, really small. Yeah, you keep going on about it, but the John is spelled wrong, so it's John is John's. But no. So here it is. Here's here's your phone. Look look how simple and sexy that is. Wow. Yes. Oh man, man. Um, yeah. Next. Yeah. Come on, John. <laughs> that's your phone. That's that's your that's your phone. It's the John's phone. Now, the the neat thing about this this phone is it has it has over thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, three weeks. I said thirty. Three weeks of standby time. Three weeks. It just does phone calls. Yeah. Nothing else, John. This is perfect for you. 
just John. John, yes. come back. Come hey, back to I've us. Been, you want me to? I'm taking care of the chat room now. Yeah, but you take. Cha- th- that's what? a secondary purpose. We're doing a show. Yes. And then we're not. If we're not talking to you, then you can. Okay. Well, we're you talking weren't... about your phone right now, John. Yeah. This is your phone. This is. This is your best thing ever. This is. This is like. This is like Apple. Yeah. This is your passion. This is your phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm I'm sorry for teasing you. But yes. uh but the John phone we'll call it the John phone, but John's phone is the world's simplest phone. You can actually you could buy it and probably bring it over to US. All you gotta do is pop a SIM in it. Now, it's, a, it's a quad band phone. It'll work on any uh, any oh, network, any, any, any GSM network. So what about CDMA? Uh no, it's GSM only GMSM because it's only. a Euro, it's designed for Europe, which is you know hundred percent GSM. So yeah. Uh, it's only us in the U.S. that have to have these weird backward standards like uh, CDMA. Well, you know, I got to say that this phone would be perfect for old people. So, John, um, uh, I think it's great. And what's uh, one of my favorite features is it has a built-in uh, stylus slash pen, I, I was just uh, so that you can record there. phone numbers in the address book, which is a pamphlet of paper that clips to the back of the phone. Yeah. Now, um, when that cover closes, is that still a touchscreen for over that? <laughs> Yes, yeah, John, it's a yeah. it's a touchscreen. Yeah, you, you, uh, you touch it and you open it. <laughs> uh, you, it's a touchscreen in that you can touch it. Yes, oh, okay. um, but I, I think it's a great phone. You know, I think it'd be a great backup phone. You know, or uh, or like if you had a kid that you didn't want to have worry about them texting or That's anything like right. that. That's right. Absolutely, I like you know, that. Give them this phone. You know, write down the three phone numbers on the back that they need to know, and uh, and that's it. You and don't have to worry about them text messaging or. Or anything like that, and I, I think it's it's just a it's a cool design. So. John, I, I gotta say, man, that's, and it's cheap. That's awesome, John. Yeah. John, you gotta pick one of these up. No, yeah, it's cheap. It's oh, it's yeah. seventy euros, so it's like a maybe like a hundred, hundred and ten dollars somewhere in that range. So perfect, perfect for yeah. John's budget. Yeah, perfect. Zellman's not impressed with it. <laughs> 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 it's it's just a phone, okay? It's just a phone. Well, all right. Well, speaking of it as the, the modern, uh, the modern um, Motorola brick phone, right? Yes. So, so speaking of phones, uh, you know, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of news and noise around Apple's new uh, iOS 4.2, which is going to be coming out any day now. It's people are expecting it tomorrow, but it's going to be coming out very very soon, and it's going to be adding a huge jump of features primarily to the iPad, bringing it up to the same standard as the other iPhone and iPod Touch devices, where you can have folders, uh, you can multitask certain applications. It's going to be great. But while you know they're pulling out all these new features for the iPad, the, it is going to be adding a few things for the iPhone as well. Now, one of those things is going to be called AirPlay. It will allow you uh, to bring your uh, stream content between devices which is really, really neat. So, for example, you could stream your content from your iPhone to the uh, to the new Apple TV. Another big one, which I actually like a lot, is you'll have the ability to control your ringer volume. Before, you have to set your volume level, and that's it for your whole phone. You couldn't set the ringer volume independently. So if you had a, a really loud ringer and you want to bring it down, but you want to keep the sounds up for the rest of your phone, it was a big mess. So there's that. You also have a find feature now, so you can look and find, you know, if you're looking for certain words or phrases on a particular page, you'll be able to use that. Uh, FaceTime will be offering, you can use FaceTime now through SMS. 
So you can say, hey, you know, you want to do a FaceTime? Click here. Bam. Now you're connected on FaceTime. And you'll, be, you'll also be able to finally print from your device to a printer. Wow. Hmm. Which is pretty neat, for even for a phone. And uh, you'll have new SMS alert sounds for each contact. So you can set a different text sound for when John texts me and when Joe texts me. Unfortunately, you can't do custom sounds, but no doubt you'll have a way, some way in the future. What do you think? What a jailbreak is for? Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think, Joe? I mean, some of these are pretty good features. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a couple of them. Uh, Well, I know we're we're at work. We have a a few of these iPads, and uh, we're really looking forward to this update for the AirPrint. Um, The biggest question is how the the currently it says that AirPrint is going to require going through a Mac to print. Oh. So you'll have to have a Mac running uh, 10, 10, 6, 5 or something the like that. The newest version, 10.6.5? Wow. Uh, yeah, in order to print. And 10.6.5 just just launched, uh, the update for it just launched last week, uh, like Thursday or Friday, I think. Um, so so that's a big question. Uh, you know, where we have these rigs, we don't have Macs near them. Uh, so we're not sure how that's going to work out. We'll have to figure something out. But, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to... Um, to the whole thing. Uh, the update should be really good on the iPads. I'm not looking forward to it as much. Well, I mean, it, it it's supposed to be a little faster on the 3G. It will still support the 3G. Not 3GS, the 3G. Um, it's supposed to be a little bit faster on the 3G because, you know, uh, OS 4 and 4.1 were so slow on the 3G. Um, so maybe I'll try updating my uh, my my 3G to it and uh, I'll switch back to it from the, uh, from the Android phone I'm using now. But I am really looking forward to this on the iPad. It it should be a major, major update. Apple, you know, speaking of Apple, uh, last Wednesday, they, they rolled out a huge, huge update, uh, 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 10.6.5. Yeah. <laughs> Fixed over 134 flaws in the Mac OS operating system, 55 in Flash alone. Um, this This update was about... Oh God! I want to say it was over about 500 megs when I downloaded it. It was huge, huge, huge update, and they uh, they smashed the record for the biggest update. I don't know who keeps track of these numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking news: Apple smashes the update. We go to John now for the report. John Kessler. They've got smash. All right, we're back. Traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there you go. One hundred and thirty-four. Um, you know, I forgot to mention this when we we're talking about Android, Joe. But did you know that Android phones are sweeping consumer report ratings, and they are beating down the iPhone? Uh, consumer Reports is saying that they uh, that the Android phones are the best phones on the market, and are, and are those that use Android. Uh, they obviously are still very, very uh, what's the word? Very, very uh, unhappy about the whole, you know, antenna issue that the iPhone 4, and, you know, they couldn't give that a, a good solid rating because of that. However, uh, all the phones that got top ratings, most of them are Android phones, except for one, which is the Apple iPhone 3GS, which oh. got a 74 rating. Uh, the top rating is the Samsung Captivate, followed by the Vibrant, uh, then the Droid X, the Droid 2, John's HTC Evo, uh, the iPhone 3G, the HTC Aria, the Droid Incredible, the Ally, and then the MyTouch 
3G slide finish out the top 10 phones. I'm not surprised because, you know, the one thing at least about Android Joe is, you know, they're pushing out new phones and it's not just, and I wouldn't say Android phones. I would just say, you know, there, there, there's new phones from different manufacturers all the time. When it comes to the Apple iOS, you're getting one phone from one place. So they're not putting out new phones with new features all the time. And like we just heard with you and your new phone, you know, there's a 5-megapixel version. There's an 8-megapixel version. Uh, there's different sizes, different screen resolutions. You know, there's a lot more variety out there when it comes to Android versus iPhone. Yeah, it's it's really, really hard to tell. I mean, it varies month to month, which is the best, so to speak, Android phone, because somebody is launching a new one every month. I mean, that according to these guys, Verizon says that uh, Verizon, of course, always says that theirs is the best. And, uh, you know, the Droid series of phones, um, HTC always says theirs is the best. And since they make some of the phones, there might be. But it, it just gets confusing after a while. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not totally pleased about that. I also don't like the the whole we're not going to even bother putting the iPhone 4 in the list because it you know it has this connection problem that may or may not be resolved nobody's really said for sure at this point uh there's some story going around that Apple may be coating those metal strips in the factory now with something that keeps that that um that connectivity problem from happening uh but you know it's 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 an interesting list it just kind of you know, drives home the point of how many different Android phones there are out there uh, that are all supposed, you know, supposed to be really, really good. Oh yeah, no, I, I you know, I'm very tempted to get myself a Windows uh, Seven phone, Phone Seven, you know, unlocked and uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying that. And, um, obviously, I need a SIM card adapter because I have a mini SIM in my iPhone. But, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, I really like the future when it comes to these smartphones, especially with Android and even Windows Phone Seven. You know, pushing out all these phones and different updates, it really forces Apple to be maybe a little bit more aggressive. I mean, and not just sit there and think, oh, yeah, we have the most phones. No, that, you know, it encourages the competition to make them to do better, mm-hmm. which, which is good. A uh, couple of funny, uh, interesting stories about Facebook. Uh, one that I don't, uh, I don't know if it would ever happen, but according to TechCrunch sources, a full webmail email client integrated with Facebook will debut tomorrow, Monday, the 15th. Uh, They're saying that, you know, with over 500 million users on Facebook, that they'll use Facebook for email instead of Gmail, Hotmail. So, for example, I guess what what would your email be? What? JosephFalby at Facebook.com? I don't know, but... I don't think you'd have an email address. I think you'd have to be, you'd only be able to converse with somebody else on Facebook. See, that? then that's not email. Right. It's just Facebook mail. They're just making Facebook mail better or well, they're saying a being full, traditional email. Uh, well, they're saying a full webmail client. So you would think, I mean, well, I, I wonder if, if they yeah. mean you'll be able to email out from Facebook, but you wouldn't be able to receive. Oh, no, it does. If you go to the, the sources, it does say, um, Sources that in, what's coming up on Monday in, during a Facebook special event alongside personal at Facebook.com email addresses for users. So, yeah, they would be adding at Facebook.com email addresses. It probably will be a mad scramble to try to get the one you want, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they'll assign those or not. Well, maybe, uh, you know, your name will be reserved. I mean, who knows? I mean, just like, yeah. well, one thing to remember, you know, they had the old personalized URL on 
on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you had to, uh, you know, at a certain time. I remember I was at the Northwest Pinball Show when they released the Facebook personalized URL. So I jumped on the iPhone right then and there and got, you know, Facebook.com slash Chase Nunes. Granted, there is, you know, believe it or not, there's another Chase Nunes out there. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, this will be very, very interesting. If they launch tomorrow Facebook email, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to snatch up an e- Facebook email address. Then it kind of worries me. It's kind of like what the whole AOL thing, remember? Uh, blah, blah, blah at AOL.com. You know, it's just like, nope. it feels like AOL all over again. We don't have to worry about John. Nope. Because John, right, hold on, let me put this back up again. No, that's that's shows. I don't like <laughs> social media. <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, yep. Hey, one one last word here in the world of geek. And, and John, by the way, you really, really, uh, you know, should should you know put a hat on? No, not a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you maybe. said it. We didn't. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that could be true. That that could yeah. be true. But let let me uh, let me put this up here on on Joe's uh, Joe's screen. Um. But ba- basically, John. Now, John, you don't like using Facebook, right? Yeah, I don't have. A have you Facebook. ever been on Facebook at all, John? Uh, they won't let me go. I can't look at stuff on Facebook because I don't have an account. Well, you can look at some stuff. Yeah, if their profile's public. But so here we go. This came from uh, MadeMan.com, and it's a very interesting article about what her Facebook pictures say about her. So, John, if you're looking for a potential you know, date or whatever. Uh, you too uh, can use the pictures to try to divulge what she looks like, or uh, you know, not what she looks like, obviously, <laughs> but what her picture says about her. So if she's standing in a picture with the X cropped out, you know that she could be still holding on to an X. Or if she's making love to the camera, if she's in pictures uh, in regards to with weddings, uh, that uh. almost tells her friends and you that she's in a stage where she wants to get married. Uh, if she's adventurous or in a picture with kids that are not hers she probably wants kids um you know things like that so there mm, you go okay. uh there's some picture you know, like adventure pics uh, it shows the girl that is interested in other things besides socializing and how she looks you know so you know maybe if she's like hanging out with a, a car john you would like that yeah do you agree with those at all john i i guess so you do really what <laughs> You're not paying attention. <laughs> Actually, I am. Look, I'm looking at the feed. Okay. I'm looking at that. All right. I'm well, you can pull it up on your screen, too. Yes. I was why well, I didn't have to pull up on my screen. I was looking on yours right okay, across so, the room there. So do you think uh, you know, the pictures can really uh, really tell you about you know, about somebody like that? You know, like a picture, like if you know they crop out an axe. I guess if they want to psychoanalyze it, anything's possible. They. It's always about they, isn't they, it? They, yes. They. They. Joe, would you agree? I mean, you're on Facebook. I know a little bit, but would you agree with that? This uh, yeah, probably. It's important to note these are different from what are called MySpace angles pictures, uh-huh. uh, which are used to disguise what someone actually looks like. Uh, but yeah, all right. Yes, <laughs> that yeah. was a great, great, great explanation. Really, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, not being a Facebook user, I yeah. couldn't get too excited about it. But the, really, though, it's not just Facebook pictures, John. It, it could what pictures say about her in general. That's true. Okay. You know, well, the the pictures that someone chooses to put online says about themselves. Yes, right. That's that's the that's what they're really talking about here. It's not it's not that 
these are the kind of pictures you're going to see on Facebook, and finding pictures like this automatically means what they're saying here. They're just kind of using this as an example of if someone's posting pictures online and these are similar to how they look, these are some of the things you might be able to take from those. Um, you know, it just varies. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know... Obviously, you know, like the the X cropped out picture, you know, maybe that's the best picture that they have and they don't know what Photoshop means. Um, I, you know, pictures hanging out with friends, you know, that means that, you know, they're, they're they can maintain relationships with people other than guys and gals. You know, they, they have friendships, which is a good thing, according to the website. Uh, who, who would you maintain a relationship with someone besides a guy or gal? No, I meant an animal. Uh, you could, for example. Uh, uh-huh. You only want to maintain relationships with pets <laughs> instead of people. Um, save that one, yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. But, uh, no, this is, this is neat. It's all subject to opinion, I guess. All right. So, that's it. For, for the geek stuff. If there's any geek stories that we missed or you guys want to let us know about, send us an email. GGR at GeekGamerRadio.com is our email address. Uh, but now to the gaming. And, and, you know, gaming. Lots of big big things happening. But the number one uh, biggest thing that came out last week was Hello Kitty Island. No, it wasn't Hello Kitty. It was Call of Duty. Call of Duty Black Ops. And guess what? They broke another record. Now we we ta- when Modern Warfare Two came out, they broke a single day record of sales. Well, guess what? Black Ops smashed that record. If the numbers hold up and they are true, seven million units sold on day one, with over four point five million pre orders. Uh, it would make this about ten percent larger, and it would make it the biggest of all time. Wow. Uh, Xbox, I was almost said that wrong. Xbox 360 takes the largest number of sales with 59%, 36% on the PS3, and the remainder on the PC, Wii, and Nintendo DS. Sadly, missing from this is the PSP. But anyway, uh, Joe was one of those 7 million users out there. And Joe, uh, real, real brief, can you give us and tell us what you think? Uh, I've only really played the single player and zombie mode. I played zombie mode for a bit this weekend. And the single player is actually really good. Um, it's, it's a pretty interesting storyline. You rub elbows with some pretty famous people out of the past uh, in the story. It's, of course, a completely fictitious story. Um, but uh, it does kind of intertwine with some real-life things that happen. The whole thing is set back in the in the mid to late 60s. So it's kind of interesting because it's not true. You know, it's not completely modern. So you don't have, you know, they have a few modern things that they pushed back there that didn't actually exist. Um, but, uh, it's not as modern as like modern warfare. So you don't have, uh, UAVs and you don't have a bunch of those kind of things, but, uh, it is, it is a fun game. Overall, I, I had a good time playing through the single player. The zombie mode is, is pretty fun. I've only played it as a single player. I haven't played it online yet. I have heard that there are some problems with online play, but, uh, apparently there also was a patch issued, uh, recently, uh, on the 12th 
that uh, may have fixed that problem. So I haven't, but I haven't tried it yet. So I'll have to play a multiplayer over the weekend or uh, sometime during the week. So, time. so, so no, no multiplayer at all. None. Yet. I haven't played multiplayer at all. No. All right. All right. So, John, now did you buy it, John? Did you get it? No. 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 <sighs> what? John just Chase, Chase, sh- Chase, did you get it? Next Chase, story. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't get it, Chase? <laughs> he didn't get Chase, it either. I, I haven't had time. I've been freaking busy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had time. I was freaking busy. <laughs> no, I haven't had the opportunity. Okay. I want to buy it, but believe it yes, or not, multiplayer. I had, I had Thursday and Friday off, so it was easy for me to, uh, to get some playtime oh, in there. Oh, yeah. All right. No, but we did. Uh, oh yeah, we weren't gonna. Were we gonna mention it during the show or not? AFK Tavern. Yeah, well, yeah, that's coming okay, up. Cool. It's the things that we did, yeah. uh, or you know, games that we played. That segment. Because I was gonna talk about games that we played. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. So, um, so obviously, Black, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, a huge success out there. Huge, uh, huge success, which is great. Now. Another another little sidebar of this story, and it really talks about PC gaming in general. Some major retailers over in Europe, and this might be spreading to the U.S., are threatening to blow off Steam-supported games from, from carrying them in retail stores. Here's the, here's the nuts and bolts of this. So there are some games out there that are sold in the store that you can take a special Steam code. When you get home, you enter it into Steam, and then you can download the digital version of that game, so you have the digital copy on your hard drive, and obviously you have the case and the disc. What these retailers are concerned about is that introduces that user into the Steam ecosystem, and then when that gamer wants to make their second and third purchase, they're not going to even bother going to the brick-and-mortar store. They're just going to buy it on Steam. So I can see that argument, but... Just like music and just like movies, a lot of the physical distribution of PC games and of music has gone digital. And for brick-and-mortar stores to try to claw on and hold on to all their might isn't going to work. I mean, this is just stupid. What's so funny, John? You well, must be reading the chat. I mean, no, 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 no. Actually, I wasn't even. I just was. You weren't even paying attention. All right. Actually, cool. no, I was paying attention. I was just thinking, okay, so they're going to go, all right, well, in protest, we're not going to sell these games. So any potential uh, you know, sales that, if for selling stuff to people that don't use Steam or have a problem, you know, slow internet connection or whatever, to where it's easier for them to install off a CD and then let it patch or just connect to the Steam servers for authentication. Right. Um, you know, they've got enough stuff. So instead of making the 20 or you know 30 sales, I mean, it's, I'm using just fictitious low numbers here, but, you know, they'd just rather not sell anything at all. Yeah. One thing uh, that I was looking at some of the comments to note is when a user buys a game in the brick-and-mortar store and then they go and turn uh, enter that code on Steam... It's linked to one machine on one OS, so you can't like log into another computer and then download the mach- uh, that game and use it on another computer. You're linked to one machine. If you buy the game on Steam, then you can use it on any computer. Correct. So, mm-hmm. so the brick and mortars. I, I mean, do they have a leg to stand on here, Joe? Are they just paranoid and living in the early 20th century here, 
or is this a legitimate argument? Well, I can see it as a legitimate argument from the brick-and-mortar store's point of view, but from a consumer point of view, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, these stores have to realize they're going to be going out of business. A lot of them already have. Um, but uh, but I, I don't see how they can reasonably say they're going to do this. Like, even if Best Buy came forward and said, hey, we're not going to carry any game that is a Steam multiplayer exclusive. So in order to play the game online, you have to connect it to your Steam account, and then you can play it online with other people. They're never going to do that because the titles, the big titles that have been Steam connected so far have been the Call of Duty games, which, as we just talked about, are the best-selling games yeah. uh, so far. I mean, yeah. so it, there's no way. This is, this is just them trying to make themselves still be relevant in an industry that is going to be dying out. There's the brick and mortar for PC gaming. The brick and mortar store is going to die. Yeah, just for and PC things like gaming. Steam and Direct to Drive are going to take over. Yeah, just for PC gaming. I mean, first off, Steam takes about 70 to 80% on PC game downloads. Okay, so Steam is the huge leader in this department. Yeah, by far the, the gargantuan huge. leader in this, yeah. I mean, not to say that competitors like Direct to Drive and EA and there's some other smaller uh, digital downloaders out there, but... You know, brick and mortars, this is a stupid argument for them to gripe. Oh, my God, we're losing our PC game brick and mortar sales. Like they had a lot in the first place, really. That's like saying, well, we're not going to sell games for Windows anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Joe, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, and, John, you mentioned this. I'm sorry, John. You know, if someone, if someone is buying this game in the store... Just because it comes with a Steam code doesn't mean that uh, they're going to use it on Steam because they're probably buying the game in the brick and mortar because they have bad internet. They don't have internet. Um, or if they do, it's probably dial-up or something bad. And so they can't download a full version of a game. Right? I mean, yeah. that's pretty much... I mean, do you buy games in brick and mortar anymore? Uh, I'm not saying I don't. Yeah. I Actually, I generally do like to buy... The games, you know, in in the on disc. Why? Just because. <laughs> I don't know. My but name is the John only Kessler. reason. The only reason I ever heard or that I thought was valid for a while to buy the brick and mortar, the the CD version of the game, was so that you had that media. So that should something happen to the online publisher, and you lose access to that game, you always have the CD that you can use. Yeah. But now, in a world of required online activation and. Uh, you know, all these other concerns. I mean, look at StarCraft 2. You could go, buy, go out and buy StarCraft 2. It doesn't matter. You can't play the game unless you have, unless you're connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. So buying it online versus buying it in a store, suddenly the advantage to buying it in a store saying, I always have the media. doesn't matter what happens to the company. I can always load this game up and play it. doesn't mean anything anymore because the company goes under, the servers, the authentication servers go down. You can't play it anyway. Can't even play single player. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah. Uh, And at this point, I think we're all pretty comfortable in saying that Steam and Valve are probably not going away in the near future. Yeah. You know, um, it, the last game I bought, you know, as far as first-person shooter was uh, Bad Company 2, and that actually was through Steam. You know, that was a download. Um, pretty sure it was. Thought it was. But, you know, that was a... Uh, and actually, that was at the, at the last uh, Intel Landfest. And we did it as a, down there. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last game that I actually bought on disc. Probably was one of the last 
Modern War, you know, Call of Duty games before the Modern Warfare 2. And yes, he's left the room. So uh, we got to fill up the uh, airways here. Keep talking, Joe. <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> well, I think the last the last game I physical copy game I bought from a brick and mortar store was probably for PC. Uh, was probably um, oh shoot now I can't think of it. It was that World War II RTS. Uh, I have it right over there on my shelf, but I can't think of what it's called. Oh, um, the Company of Heroes. Yeah, Company of Heroes. Okay, uh, I think that was the last uh, the last game that I actually bought and have a copy of. And of course, since then, when Steam had a really, really good sale, I went ahead and picked up the whole package. Mm-hmm. So now I have it on Steam as well. But but yeah, I don't think it... it you know, I think brick and mortar stores, they're just going to try to do one last... Hurrah. You know, Look at this. We're relevant. We want to be relevant. Really, we're relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're not going to be. They're going to be... No, they're they're going to be resorted to selling console games. And they're yeah. they're going to be relevant in, in the world of... Console games and board games, that's about it. Well, because, <laughs> right. you know, and you talk about trying to, you know, stay competitive, but then again, you know, you got places like um, uh, Brain Fart there. Best what, Buy. Brain Fart there? What, yeah. what, what place is that? I'm sorry, uh, I, I missed that. I, yeah, I looked down, also you clicked it on me on the video feed, and then I just totally lost track of where <laughs> I was going with that. But, you know, you, you, they still have to compete, even, you know, with... Aside from Steam, you know they got to compete with at the Best Buy, Walmart, yeah. and all those other places that you know they can they can afford to give you lower prices on that stuff just because they've got other stuff on the you know the shelves. Absolutely right. Compared to, um, yeah. Well, speaking of a console game <laughs> that we are, well, at least Joe and I are excited for. John doesn't care. Yep. Gran Turismo 5 finally has a release date. It will Ooh, be. Yeah. Yes. F and A. I, I will have to turn on my PS3 and update it. That's um. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am definitely looking forward to this game. Gran Turismo 5 will be on sale Wednesday, November 24th. Uh, you, you will have over 1,000 cars. It will have go-karts. NASCAR cars, scores of tracks. You'll be able to even create your own track. Dynamic weather, online community. It will have the Top Gear test track. It's going to be the most important part. It's going to be the most important part. And then Joe and I will be able to race each other on the PS3. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm totally like, this is awesome. (laughs) In fact, you know what? I should should bring my PS3 up there. Dude, you should totally. So we can race. (laughs) <laughs> now you better get it on launch day because oh yeah yeah well I'm I'm I I have it pre- I just pre-ordered it a little bit ago while we were waiting for you to get everything figured out for the show okay um all right <laughs> I pre-ordered what, it on Amazon so I should get it launch day which is going to be a Wednesday strangely uh-huh. enough yeah, well um, yeah yeah it's a little odd and it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving so it better get here on Wednesday or I'm going to be really upset yeah no I it's yeah <laughs> I, that worries me a little bit. Uh, well, worst case scenario, it doesn't get here on Wednesday. I'll I'll run out to uh, to Fry's on the way up to uh, to your place on Friday. Oh God, no, I won't. That's Black Friday. <laughs> now, I, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess there's always a place you can buy it in person, but yeah. uh, but no, I yeah, this thing is huge, uh, and it's probably only going to be on one DVD, right? Just or Blu-ray because they use the Blu-ray format, but. 
Wow. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed, but um, but sure enough, this thing is going to be freaking awesome. I mean, is there anything really, Joe, that you're looking forward to in this game? I mean, obviously there's so much involved with it, but is there anything in particular you're interested in? Uh, you know what? The the whole the whole game just sounds like it's going to be really sweet. Um, I loved the other Gran Turismo games. Uh, a friend from Scotland is the guy who got me into them. Uh, back in GT2, I think, and uh, and just had tons of fun with every single one of them, and I'm just really looking forward to the whole thing. I'm uh, the 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 worst part for me is always the first the first couple hours of the game when you're still trying to build up your 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 so you your can cash. get the cars right, <laughs> you can get the car that you actually want. Yeah, yes, and, yeah. But after you played it for you know about maybe four or five hours, and you have that giant pool of cash, and you can just buy whatever car you want. <laughs> that's always my favorite part. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so. I I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Now, John, you you're, you you yes. like you like cars. You like racing cars. I mean, I know you don't have a PS3, but I mean, have you read anything about GT5? Anything? No. All right. Well, Mary, then we won't even ask you. <coughs> yeah. All right. Fine. Um, I, I I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but the Connect uh, may be listening without you even knowing it. Now, if you went out and bought a Microsoft Connect and you hooked it up to your console and you set it up there was a part during the setup process where do you want to use the connect for chatting and you know it's simple yes or no question but if you say yes this lets you use the connect uh, in a non-connect game so you don't have to use a headset okay so it uses your the microphones on the connect so you can use it to communicate so for example let's say you're playing halo and you're not wearing a headset, for so the the your conversations are coming out through your TV speakers, and the mic the Connect is using your microphone. Okay, well, be careful. Uh, for example, uh, one of the editorial directors of G4 TV was in a uh, game last night and overheard a teammate's conversation that he was having with his wife. The guy was totally unaware that the uh, inf- uh, the conversation was being broadcasted. Um, so I don't know if his, he was having an argument with his wife, uh, but obviously, you know, if they were yelling at each other in the living room, the Connect was picking up the entire conversation. Uh, so, hey, be aware that the Connect may be picking up your uh, conversations without you realizing it if you're playing in a multiplayer game, if you set it up that way, which a lot of people probably did and didn't even think about it. Yeah, another reason to get a Connect, right, Joe? Yeah, I'll add that yeah. to the list. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo's trying to turn into being a dick. Uh, Nintendo is filed a trademark on its phrase, it's on like Donkey Kong. Ooh. It's all part of the preparation for Nintendo's 21st release, uh, November 21st release of the upcoming Wii title, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, it's very interesting, though, that, uh, and the article said this, that the... Uh, that they didn't do this sooner, <laughs> uh, but anyway, do you think uh, do you think uh, that Nintendo has a point here to try to trademark, or is this kind of common in the common world now? That you know, and besides, when's the last time you actually used it? It's on like Donkey Kong, but does Nintendo not for the f- last fifteen years? Yeah, it's it's pretty much past use at this point. I don't think anybody uses it anymore. All right. So I mean, yeah, I guess if they want to try to try to trademark it. Unless they, they got something w- coming down the pipe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have this Donkey Kong Country Returns game, which is coming out pretty soon, which sounds interesting. But I don't know. We'll 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 see. They they they're my guess is that 
the uh, the request will probably get denied because the phrase has been in um, in popular use long enough that uh, they won't get it. But yeah, we'll see. They probably own a trademark to Donkey Kong, so. Well, yeah, yeah, but it, like the whole phrase though, it's on like Donkey Kong. I, I, maybe you can trademark Donkey Kong, but I don't know if you can trade uh, coin the whole phrase. But maybe Nintendo can. Maybe they have obviously ownership rights to that word or whatever but i don't know it won't really change it every normal people can still use it for whatever they want it's not like it's going to make it illegal to say right yeah. just to make it harder to say on tv or in movies or something like that without cutting nintendo a check <laughs> so john you can't say it anymore without cutting nintendo okay. a check for like five bucks all right okay all right uh one of our last few gaming stories i don't know if you guys saw this uh but uh, a company uh, what's the name of the company? Uh, device uh, or, or N Control, I would say N Control device. They are making a, uh, a controller adapter, so you put it on your Xbox 360 controller, and it gives you uh, more control to basically uh, control your uh, your buttons, the the buttons on your controller, without taking your your hands off the D-pad. So basically, you use your your fingers that control the A, B, X, Y, and buttons. Uh, so let me throw up a picture here on on, on Joe's screen. Uh, but but basically, here it is. It's called the N-Control Avenger. And what this thing does is you, you custom fit it to your, uh, your, your Xbox 360 controller. Uh, it's, a, it's 60 bucks. But it allows you to basically, you know, fire weapons, change your weapons without taking your hands off the sticks or your thumbs off the sticks, and um, you know, give you that split split section. Now there is a video. I'm not going to play it, but it's basically they 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 sent it out there as a beta test to to all these gamers and stuff. But John, I mean, I know you, uh, I don't, I know you don't play these kind of games really on the console. But what do you think a device like this? You know. I'm looking through. <laughs> Where was your link to that? <laughs> Gaming N Control Avenger. N, the letter N. You must have slid it right in. On the I did not slide. Two. No, John. It John, page it is one. it has been there. It's always been there. As John is trying to look and catch his words, what do you think, Joe? Uh, it's interesting. It's kind of a cool idea. Um I don't know. We'll have to see. Are you going to pick one up, Chase? No. Oh, you're not? I don't play nearly a lot of first-person shooters on the console that I do on the PC. Really? I mean, I figured yeah. this is just exactly the sort of thing that you'd, uh, you'd be no. picking up. No, no, no. I'm no? good. No. All right. Well, I, I think it's a, it's a cool idea. Um, it, certainly, uh, it certainly does look like it will do what it claims it, it can do. Um, whether or not it will... Uh, It'll get mainstreamed enough that every, a lot of people will have one. Who knows? Right. But uh, it, it's definitely an interesting idea. John, now that you've had a chance to look, do you have any thoughts? All right. Never mind. Maybe not. All right. Well, thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the links, but then I'm looking at the date by date from, from today on. He had a you know, ton of links. I'm like looking. I go, oh, it was on page two, and it was back on the 12th that you posted this link. That's why I didn't open it. Okay. I got it now. And do you have an opinion? Um, yeah, I, I guess it'd be okay if I played the 360. I know I own the 360, but... What do you think a device like this? Do you think it's... Do you consider it cheating? 
I'm still waiting for the freaking page to open. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I won't bore our listeners with uh, yes. dead silence. With waiting for the Itronics Weezer. That's right. Yeah. It's Chase's. Uh, Man, it is so on like Donkey Kong. Let me tell you. Wow. Okay. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the games that we played this week. And uh, then we have an email, and then we'll wrap things up. But first off, uh, the games that we played over the past week. Uh, I do we have the game release list? We do. We do. But uh, okay. I'm, I was actually moving that around a bit. I'm moving oh. the order. Oh. A little bit. Sorry, I didn't discuss that. Prior. Way to keep everybody in the loop there, Chase. Yeah. Well, it's my my job. <laughs> uh, so the games that we played over the past week, you know, obviously I I hadn't I, I didn't get Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, so I really haven't been playing much of anything over this past week. I did play a little bit of uh, Connect Adventures uh, and some pinball, Funhouse pinball, and then I played a whole bunch of pinball on uh, on Saturday, uh, Seattle Pinball League. And uh, let's see, on Friday, uh, myself, John Kessler, Jason Harper, and Umberto Lenzi, that's right, the Umberto Lenzi. Made an appearance. Made an appearance, and we Yay. saw him at this really awesome place called AFK Tavern. Uh, and it's what you're thinking. It is a tavern for geeks and, uh, and gamers. Yes. And actually, their slogan is a place for geeks and gamers. So, you know, hey, they have a great slogan, kind of like ours. But it's a great <laughs> slogan. Uh, so I had the opportunity uh, to speak with the owner and CEO of AFK Tavern. And we, I'm looking for confirmation. We haven't got confirmation yet. Uh, but we're going to be hosting our first ever live recording outside of the studio outside of the studio of Geek Gamer Weekly and and it's not only live recording we will be broadcasting live we will have the cameras and internet and we'll have everything and Joe and Joe Joe, mm-hmm. Joe doesn't know it yet. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's waiting for the huh? Huh? The what now? Yeah. The what? <laughs> uh, we are looking uh, for November twenty eighth, which is a which is a Sunday, uh, going live at about eight o'clock. That's what we're shooting for. So Sunday, November twenty eighth, going live at eight o'clock on all of our networks, uh, East Coast, West Coast. It don't matter. Uh, but yes, uh, live 8 p.m. Pacific time uh, from the AFK Tavern in Everett, Washington. So if you're in the local area and you want to drop on by and say hi and all that fun stuff, please do. That will cap off a weekend of a, a, a LAN party that I'll be hosting called the Dungeon Land. Uh, DungeonLand.net is the website, but really cool stuff there. That's what I did this past week and weekend. What about you, John? Did you do anything fun or interesting? Um, or not? I drove around yesterday. Okay. And uh, I was sitting at home this evening until you called me. I actually almost forgot about the show tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> I was thinking, I was sitting there going, yeah, what should I make for dinner? And uh, I think, what, what movie should I watch tonight? And then you called and I was like going, oh, yeah, I have to go up north. You you don't care about the show anymore, John? Do you not remember? <laughs> I was off in La La Land today. Well, maybe maybe his uh, his droid doesn't let him set a calendar event or anything like that. <laughs> actually, Chase had PM'd me, and my phone was in the. It wasn't until the phone actually rang that I even was like, "Oh, hey, my phone's making noise." Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was off in La La Land. Of course. What about you, Joe? Did you do anything fun or interesting or exciting over the past week? Oh, I did play Eve. 
I, like I said, fun, <laughs> interesting, and exciting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, well, I obviously played some uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, it was actually real nice. I had both uh, Thursday and Friday off this week. Normally, I just have Friday. And uh, so I played some Call of Duty Black Ops. I played a little bit of Minecraft, but not very much. Um, I finished up our toilet that we're making in the, uh, or didn't finish it, but it works a little more on the toilet we're making in the uh, in the Minecraft server I have over here. Um, you were making a giant toilet. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, we were at, at PDX Land, and uh, and Carrie uh, Carrie Mraz, who's been on the show before, you know, he said, "Well, you should set up a server, and then we should make something." And what do you want to make? And I was like, "I don't know. What do you want to make?" And and uh, and it ended up that we decided on making a um, making a giant toilet. So uh, so yeah, we have a giant toilet in our Minecraft server. Um, I could take pictures of it. It looks interesting. So if you take the tank off, it looks more like a giant coliseum, but that's okay. Um, so that's but that's about it. Mostly Call of Duty Black Ops and uh, and playing uh, a bit of Minecraft, um, and then of course working on the Boxy app. So yeah, and that, yeah, actually, Joe, I'm actually real excited about the Boxy app, and then we need a Roku app. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Roku box to test it on. So. I'm, I'm trying to get Carrie. Carrie's in the chat room right now. I'm, I'm trying to get him to make us. A GG, uh, GGW app. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. it's real basic, you know, articles, mm-hmm. video, and audio. That's it. And the video is really easy because all the files that I have hosted are MP4. So, I mean, they'll play natively on an on iPhone You're just kind device. of big to stream over 3G. That's true. But actually, uh, if you are watching it through Vimeo, it, it will scale, which is nice. Mm. So. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so now it's time. Uh, see, you know, I, I screwed things up on you guys. Is the release list of games now? Last week was a huge release list for uh, for, for Call of Wii. Duty, and well, not only for the Wii, but for for <laughs> Call of Duty. But this week, I'm excited. I am so freaking excited because there's there's football a game. manager 2011, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about what's coming out this week. But since we have so many titles. We're going to break this down uh, by person, and, and they're going to introduce them. And, and we're going to do this from now on because I don't need to read the whole list. It's just not fun that way. So, so John, mm-hmm. you're going to be responsible. F- do you have the release list up right now? Yes. Okay. You're going to be responsible for the PC games. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. I will be responsible for the uh, Xbox 360 games. Okay. All right. Joe will be responsible for the PS3 games. I don't know who wants to do the Wii games because I don't think I've seen a bigger release list. I'll I'll do the Wii games this time. All right. Okay, and sure. I will take care of uh, the DS and the PSP. We'll combine handhelds. Okay. Ooh. But and Joe, I can help you out with the Wii because oh my god. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Wow. There's a lot of Wii. All right, so lots of great games coming out this week, a lot of them that I'm personally excited for, and here's John Kessler with this week's PC game releases. Dinner date. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what? What? Oh, oh, God. That was only one Started one. with the one you were looking forward to, huh? <laughs> no, I just like, that's it, one and only. No, uh, you have uh, Alien Breed 3, Descent. One called Create, just that's the name of the game. Create, uh, Dinner Date, which is another short named one. Uh, Football Manager, two thousand eleven. Uh huh. You gonna buy that, Chase? No. Okay. 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part One. Okay. Joe's gonna buy that one. All right. And then Need Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Yeah, baby. Of more speed. Hell yeah. Hell's yeah. I'm actually looking looking uh, for that game. Looking forward to that game. I'm probably gonna get it on the 360 though. Uh, just so, just because so I can play it on my you know, big 55 inch, but yeah, you're gonna do Need for Speed Hot Pursuit of your dinner date while creating your football. I like how they don't find they don't have any like a game art for dinner date. But <laughs> just that looks yeah, that looks really bad. All right, Joe, what's coming out for the PlayStation Three this week? Uh, well, P- P- PS3 has a bunch of titles coming out. Um, Apache Air Assault's coming out. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Uh, Create is also coming out for the PS3. Sweet. Uh, a new Dance Dance Revolution game is coming out. That you use with the move. Looks like it does use the move, yeah. Okay. Uh, EA Sports Active 2, which I can't tell might use the move, but I can't tell. Uh, Harry Potter and De- Deathly Hollows is coming out for all of the platforms, uh, based on the movie, of course. Marvel Superhero Squad The Infinity Gauntlet. Which that looks I'm, like a great title. I cannot wait to not buy that one. Yeah, I can tell. Um, <laughs> NBA Jam 2010. Oh, yeah. And was you there know, 2009 NBA Jam? No, no. This, this, there's a little bit of a story behind this. So NBA Elite was a, a basketball game that was going to be coming out. I think we might have mentioned this last week by EA Sports. It was their remake of the very popular NBA Live series. This game, NBA Jam, was going to be an exclusive pack-in with the game. You would get it for free. But what happened was when 2K, uh, NBA 2K11 came out and basically made the best basketball game of all time, EA, now they didn't say this, but EA was like, oh, crap, we, this game, our game sucks. We're not going to release it. So they're not releasing a, uh, a, you know, an, a simulation-style basketball game this year. So, yeah, because this looks very cartoonish. Well, yeah, well, it's based on the original arcade version, NBA Jam. You ever played NBA Jam? Ever? Maybe. Okay. So anyway, that's what happened here. That They're now releasing it on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, which, by the way, if, if you grew up playing this game, I mean, even non-sports gamers love this game. That's how good this game is. Um, I got to play it at PAX. It's superb. It's nice. It's a definite pickup if you're a fan of the old stuff. Sorry about that, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And uh, last title coming out for PS3 this week is also Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Oh, yes. I never liked the Need for Speed games that much. This one's good. Get the de- Try the demo out, Joe. Download it at 3360 or uh, PS3. Or the PS3. I'll, I'll do it through the PS3 because I'm more likely to turn the PS3 on more recent, more uh, sooner than the Xbox. Have you, uh, have you actually turned on the Xbox since the update? I, I accidentally turned it on the other day um, because I was using my remote to switch to a different input, and it also turned on the uh, the Xbox, but I turned it right off again. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say this, Joe, that the one thing I do like about the 360 over the PS3 in this regard is you can go online to xbox360.com. You can actually queue your downloads, like demos and stuff, for your 360. So when you turn on your 360, it downloads automatic, which is good, which is cool. So anyway... Uh, big release list uh, as well coming out for the Xbox 360. A lot of the games that are that were coming out uh, for the PS3 are also coming out for the 360. Uh, you got the Alien Breed 2, uh, Alien Breed 3, sorry, on Xbox Live Arcade, Apache Air Assault, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That is finally coming out as well after a very long delay, but it's finally coming out. Uh, you got Create, 
Uh, Deca Sports, uh, which uh, uses the Connect uh, sensor, re- requires it. Uh, you also have the EA Active 2, which also comes with an attachment that you put to your arm so it knows your heart rate. So there's you know more fitness stuff. Uh, as well, you have Game Party in Motion, another Connect title. Then you have a, a movie tie-in. Uh, you have Harry Potter. Potter! And the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Obviously, they'll probably come out with Part 2 as another game. Marvel, That'll be in a year. Yeah. Marvel Superhero Squad. Need for Speed. <clears throat> Hot Pursuit. Yeah. And uh, NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. That's coming out. I can't wait for that uh, as well. So I'll help uh, Joe here with uh, with the Wii list. A lot of the games that we talked about for the other systems are also coming out. Uh, the Create. Uh, you also have the Marvel Superhero, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, I forget about Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. That's uh, that's coming out as well. And, and then there's a whole list of unique Wii titles that are also coming out as well. Some of them are unique. Some of them actually sound like they could be pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, one oh one one other one that's also coming out is the EA Active Two is yeah. also coming out for the Wii. That is, yeah. Um, so yeah, here here we go. Here's the list. Uh, we'll go with Donkey Kong Country Returns, big, which is that's a remake a, of the old yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Yep, that's right. That should be a big one. Yep. Uh, we got Dude's Big Adventure. Never heard of it, but all right, maybe. D O O D. By the way, yeah, yeah, D O O D's Big Adventure, Dudes, Dudes. Uh, EA Sports Active NFL Training Camp, which I know, Chase, you're all over that, aren't you? Well, no, I'm not, but I no. would, I would say, <laughs> and no, no, I would, I would say that the the training camp game seems very interesting to me because it's using that EA Active sensor for heart rate. But so if you, this is the best game to give to your dad or or friend. Who goes? Yeah, you know, I scored four touchdowns in one game. I could, st- I could take them. <laughs> I could still do it. So it's very interesting to see how this would work. Uh, but granted, you have to hold on to a Wiimote controller the whole time, which is kind of a drag. But all right, what else we got? Uh, we got Hello Kitty Seasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, iCarly Two, uh, and there's a subtitle on that. What is it? iCarly Two. I join the click. Oh, boy. Which is coming out for the Wii, even though it sounds like it should be coming out for an iOS device. Okay. Um, <laughs> Julian Michaels, Fitness Ultimatum. Uh, yeah, Ultimatum 2011. You're going to get ultimatum Yep. Ul- you, you have to get it by the end of 2011 or, or else. Or Julian uh, Michaels will come to your house and, and crush you. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nameco Museum Mega Mix, which uh, looks like it has at least four, or it says 24 different games in it. It's like it's got to focus on Pac-Man for some reason. So, so uh, all the the games that you may have on Mame, you can get it on the Wii. I don't know. Uh, let me look a little more about it. It looks like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of Mame games, but it also has some uh, some some uh, borders around the games. So it looks like graphics are updated a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a little bit different interpretation of some of them. It looks interesting anyway. All right. Um, Naruto Shippuden Dragon Blade Chronicles is too bad we didn't have Umberto here because I know how much he loves that series. He does actually, and it's no joke. Uh, he does. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm serious about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, uh, which we mentioned. Pac-Man Party. Uh, Pictionary Pro Evolution Soccer 2011. Raving Rabbids Travel in Time. Now the Raving Rabbids games, for those who haven't played them, are tons of fun. Yeah. Um, it's almost worth getting a Wii just for the Raving Rabbids games. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. They are a lot of fun. Especially if you have a couple little kids that you can hand the Wiimotes to. 
And if it's, you know, if like you want to run them out of some energy, you can hand them those remotes and, and they'll they'll take care of themselves for hours. It's it's really, really handy. You know, there's a there's another some cool games uh, coming out as well. You got the Remlington Super Slam Hunting Africa. So, John, you can go ahead and shoot tigers and lions and bears. Oh, yes. my. And also in the outdoor action series, you have Reload, which is a gun game. You can bring out the Olympian in you with Sean Johnson Gymnastics. And by the way, read the disclaimer. You probably don't want to get hurt playing that game, doing some somersaults or whatever. Uh, another Sonic game coming out called Sonic Colors. Uh, then we have The Sims 3 is making its debut. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Uh, another uh, fitness game, uh, Zumba Fitness Party. And then the final one is not really a game per se. I mean, it is, but it's it's a tablet controller that you use for drawing games with the Wii. Is this is this uh, Joe a uh, a modified Nintendo uh, Super Paint uh, Paint? You know, remember for the paint for the Super Nintendo with the Nintendo mouse? You know it. It might be. Oh, boy. Is, um, is that what this is? <laughs> it might be, but this is not made by Nintendo. This is made by THQ. Yeah, Mario Paint. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, so it's it It looks like it, you know, it, of course, because it's not made by Nintendo, won't have any of Nintendo's um, uh, properties on it, uh, like Mario. Um, but uh, it, it does look like, you know, something you can use to doodle on Wii or, you know, in the Wii, which is just going to add a whole lot of more. Just more problems for for how you name this thing, but uh, I don't know. It looks interesting. It looks like it's a a, <clears throat> a stylus based uh, tethered stylus based tablet. I, I have no idea how much it's going to cost, but um, I don't know if you if you're an artist and or if you think you might be an artist and you want to give it a try and you. Why would you do it on the Wii though, really? But well, I I don't know. Maybe you you you're desperate i don't know it looks like it's actually it looks like it's pretty cheap 70 dollars for a tablet if you can email these things to other people that'd be worth it um 70 bucks and it comes with the game i don't know what the game it'd is it'd be perfect for pictionary it'd be good for pictionary yeah if it has games in it it looks like and, it I, just, and I think you, you can by the way use this game with pictionary oh well that's good yeah it's got the little draw icon, so you can know that you can use this game with that. Oh, obviously you can use the tablet with uh, with uh, uh, Jillian Michaels Fitness, but uh, yeah, draw your way to lose, uh, lose weight. Um, so coming up from the Nintendo DS, <laughs> we have Harry Potter, iCarly 2, Mario versus Donkey Kong, Mini Land Mayhem, Superhero Squad, uh, the Naruto series uh, that we I just talked about. Uh, also, you have, uh, I'm sorry, what is that? Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Pictionary, which is a perfect DS title. The Sean Johnson Gymnastics. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. And <laughs> the Sonic Colors. And then just one title coming out for the PSP this week. Just one, just one, folks. And that's Split Second. And by the way, Split Second is a very fun game for uh, for the other major systems. A lot of fun to play. I played that. I thought uh, Split Second was kind of a Need for Speed knockoff, isn't it? Eh, it's really a really arcadey. It's just okay. you know, it's well, that's what I always think of when I think of Need for Speed. No, so. but it's not very deep. Uh, and I know that's where you say oh, that's what I feel about Need for Speed too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there you go. Um, boy, um, so it's it's now time for that part of the show where. Uh, where we uh, where we go ahead and we um, 
read the emails. Check the emails. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring it up, and I was trying to segue into it. Are you okay over there, Joe? <laughs> I, I thought you were you were going to say this is the part of it, because normally, you know, right after the, the list, we do the uh, what, what we've been playing. I know so you thought, thought you were going to step back. No, forgot no. that we'd already done what we were playing, and you were just going to go to. And this is part of the show where we say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I wanted to bump, I wanted to bump the uh, uh, what we uh, the the release list to near the end of the show. So oh. I, I'm just trying to make a little format change. I don't know if it makes a difference. I don't know if anybody cares, but we do have an email, and uh, we believe it or not, folks, we have a survey. Uh, that is embedded in every single uh, written post that we have on the website at geekgamerradio.com. And if you click on the, the survey link, it takes you to a, a private, secure site where you can basically answer survey questions about our show. It asks you some real basic questions about your age group, male, female, uh, that sort of thing, uh, what's important to you, what's not important to you, things like that. And you also have the ability to leave comments and questions or whatever. Those answers are kept confidential uh, as far as who's answering the survey. We don't know who. Uh, but one person decided to write us and give us some great comments and wanted to share survey response. So here's one of the questions on the survey it asks is, what do you like most? And this is what the person wrote. They wrote, Geek Gamer Weekly is a great podcast that informs on geek and game-related subjects. They do an excellent job of keeping a good flow that entertains and informs. Well, except for today. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I especially think that they do a good job of doing the advertisement of their sponsors. You can tell from their presentation that they believe in and approve of the products that they are promoting. From the, the integrity of the sponsorship, they have earned my trust in their opinions on games. Minecraft is in parentheses, Joe. <laughs> platforms, phones, and other geek-related topics. This is important to me because I suspect they have got they have a better grasp of these subjects than I do. Okay. In the what I like the least section, they wrote or he wrote, it's only produced once a week. And he then he put in quotation marks. Please, sir, can I have some more? Great show. Thanks for the info. Damien. So thank you, Mr. Damien, for writing in to the show. And John, what does Damien get for writing into the show and leaving us uh, some great email? His name said on the air. His email <laughs> read on the air. <laughs> um, what can you give him? I'm looking. What? How I'm about looking. this? Nice. No. How about that? No. Uh, no, no, put that back. Put that back. Bad John. Okay. <laughs> John was John was uh, John was pulling out my boxy box box. <laughs> you you didn't, box. didn't say anything was in it. He could have the box. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no he's gonna get. No, he won't. He gets this umpire's balls and strikes clicker. Uh, that's Ooh. lame. Ooh. Lame. You know, you know, we can get really, really bad. You know, he gets my blank in a box. No, that's bad, bad, bad joke. Give, give, give me the, give me that boxy box, box. <laughs> You're not going to give him the boxy box. box no, right? I'm not going to give him the boxy box. But, <laughs> uh, folks, uh, I, I picked up one of these. Uh, I'm showing it on the camera here. The boxy box. 
made by D-Link. Uh, it's really, really cool. Um, if you are not running the Boxy software on a home theater PC, or you can even try it on your on your desktop, you can go to boxy.tv and download it. Um, but I picked this up because I wanted something for my home entertainment center uh, that was really small, compact, and can play my 1080p content in pretty much any file format. The Boxy Box does deliver on that. It can. It can. It plays en- anything I've thrown at it so far. I know some users have complained of issues with slowness and staggering or hesitation. I haven't had that. One major complaint, though, and Boxy did not handle this correctly. They, uh, when they shipped these boxes, they shipped with 0.9 version of the software, which looks exactly like what you would get if you download the software to your PC. Joe, actually, you're, you have 0.9 software right now. However, they decided to push an update this the day this uh, the next day this thing was released. So I got it last Wednesday on the 10th. They pushed out the update closer to the 11th. And version 1.0, while it may look nice and clean and crisp, it really dulled down the interface. Uh, they took away from the focus of local content to online content. Uh, it just made a lot of people angry because the interface that they grown to love on the boxy TV side of it for the computer completely changed once they rolled it out for the boxy box hardware. Uh, there is a workaround out there if you want to get back to point nine on the boxy box. Uh, basically, it all involves setting up your boxy box through Wi-Fi and doing a system restore. It's really easy to do, and if you want more further instructions, just let me know. But uh, I love this thing. The, the The really neatest thing about it is the remote control, and um, I'm showing it up on the camera here, but the, the back of the remote is, has a full QWERTY keyboard. It's an RF remote that I know Joe isn't too happy about, but you can get a... Uh, there's there's Joe's remote. He's showing it right there. Let me uh, switch the camera to Joe. Uh, so, Joe, do you have it fully set up yet in your entertainment center? Yeah, I have it set up. Um, I actually have it hooked up in place of the... Uh of the Xbox 360's uh, cord (laughs) (laughs) nice on my switcher Um, but uh, yeah I have it set up I've been using it uh, a little bit it took a little while Um, it was it at first it didn't want to connect to my uh, my Linux based uh, home file server so it took a little bit to get it to to do that right but once I got that set up right then it it started working and it's working similar to how my uh, home theater PC version ran for for quite a while now now are you running .9 or 1.0 I'm running 1.0, but I think I'm gonna have to give 0.9 a try. Um, I don't know if I'll get to it tonight, but I'll uh, I'll have to try down downgrading back to 0.9. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, Joe, I can you know tell you how to do it. It's actually I tell everybody it's really really easy. All you do is you're gonna turn off your boxy box, you hold down the power button for about 10 to 15 seconds, and you'll when you power it back on it will bring you to a system restore menu where you can clear your settings, do a system restore, upgrade your firmware via USB. You do a system restore. And then once the box reboots, you do not want to have your network cable plugged in. So if you're running through Cat5, unplug it. You want to run uh, your setup over Wi-Fi. When you do that, it will not prompt you to, it will not force you to update your software and you should be running on the default .9 software. Now, some people have said, hey, if you want to prevent updates from coming down, 
Make sure that your screensaver uh, saver is disabled because if your screensaver is enabled, it will go ahead and download the update and then install it. Um, and then it, you'll have to power cycle your box to stay on point nine. So uh, if you are really hard up on point nine, you can do that. Now there are some drawbacks. You don't get a, a browser with point nine, uh, a built-in browser. Some apps will not work uh, with point nine. Um, but the uh, the president and CEO of Boxy has said on his Twitter that he, they are working on fixing some of the problems with 1.0 that have pissed off a lot of the users. So we'll see if that rolls out this week, which I'm hoping it will. Because, I mean, I would love to be on 1.0 and use some of the, the newer apps and have a, a browser. But right now, I'm happy with 0.9, and it works great. And I, I, and I like the interface better than 1.0, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. 1.0 works. You can still access your local content. but Well, I thought it was interesting because... On like the PC version of it, which is still running the point nine interface, it always defaults to your local stuff first. Yeah. And on the yeah, 1.0 right. interface on the boxy box, it seemed to always default to what was available online first, which doesn't make any sense for me. I'd rather access what I have locally. Well, I I think the number one thing that pissed a lot of people off and kind of irked me a bit was the fact that people bought the boxy box because of the software that was released on the PC and what they were were presented with. And when they changed that drastically, it really felt like a bait and switch to people. But uh, I got to say, I really, I'm digging my boxy box. I love it. I really do. And uh, it's my number one uh, little thing for, you know, pulling content. And I'll, I was going to show John uh, the, the thing after the show. Yep. It's really cool. So anyway, there's our brief review. And by the way, I did a uh, unboxing of Boxy Box of the Boxy Box box unboxing box 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 on the site. Yep. Uh, head over to geekgamerradio.com and it's there. Uh, you can check that out, which is cool. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to Mr. John Kessler. John, as always, uh, you can find John on the internet at. Oh wait, he doesn't have a website. He doesn't have anything. Uh, but John Kessler, our resident person who does not like social media. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. <laughs> He's at least in the chat channel while we're recording the show. That's yes. right. He's keeping down the fort. And and by the way, I need to talk to you, John. If if you want to keep the chat room the way it is with IRC or move over completely to Justin TV, I don't know. Do you like the chat room the way it is? Yes. Okay. And then very special, <laughs> <laughs> very special thanks mm-hmm. to Mr. Uh, Joseph Falby uh, and drinking the greatest drink in the world, Tilt. No, 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 yes. no! I'm, I will not drink that. Probably, it's uh, tilting Joe. You can, uh, you can follow Joe Falby on Twitter. Just go to twitter.com/slash/falby. F A L B E Y. Um, and then me. Hi, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter if you want to as well. Uh, my uh, Twitter name is twitter.com/slash/nunes. N U N E S. Twitter slash Twitter. No, <laughs> no. All Twitter on Twitter. No, no, no. But uh, but I, I gotta say, you know, doing the show is always fun. You can email us at our uh, at our email address. Duh, not on Facebook email, but on regular email. Ggr at uh, geekgamerradio.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can also send us a voicemail. You can call us 360-474-5123, 360-474-5123. Or you can just head over to our website, geekgamerradio.com. We actually have a little Google widget right there on the page. You can click that, type in your phone number. Google will call you 
I know, a little freaky. And then you it will connect you to our voicemail, so you don't even have to pay for it. So head over there. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. You can even find us on Twitter, which is GG Weekly on Twitter. So we're in a lot of different places, uh, but we really would appreciate it if you tell a friend about our show and just get the word out there. We would definitely appreciate it. And if you listen on iTunes and you haven't done so, please write a review for us on iTunes. It actually helps. Uh, rate the show and actually write a, a brief review. Even John, if you wrote a review, it would help. Yes. But it would require you to download iTunes, which you have, don't you? Uh, only, uh, only because somebody put it on my laptop. We needed it on your laptop for yes. tethering purposes. Yes. And it worked. It did. All right. <laughs> That's today's show. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. And, uh, John? Yes. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. See you next week for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. Dun, dun, dun. Green Giant. <laughs> and that's a wrap, folks. Hopefully no problems with the audio. No problems with the video. Gub thought that was amazing. Who? Gub. Oh, well. He's easily, easily uh, entertained. And, well, we are all silent. That was from Control F12. Yeah. What, do, you want, do, do you want me to... Hold on. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Carrie, hold on. Hold on. Carrie. He's in the chat room. I know, but hold He's on. He's saying we a lot. Hold on. His phone's going to be ringing. <laughs> God. Hello. Hi, Carrie. The after the show, show. It's the pre. It's the post show, show here on Kinky Show. Hi, radio. Hi, buddy. Post. How you doing? How you guys doing? Good. How's How's the wife? She is good. She's sleeping. It, yes. When When does she do anyway? She sleeps no. and she eats. No, I mean like do with the baby. When does she do? Oh, do do. <laughs>